You're listening to the Mom Inspired Show, episode 63 with Melanie Watson. Welcome to the Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, today we have Melanie Watson on the show. She is so inspiring. I wanted to repost this episode I did with her a year ago. She is a mom of two who lost over 75 pounds and shares with us how she did it and her why behind losing the weight and keeping it on. She also shares with us how she had to heal her thyroid and recover from postpartum anxiety and depression. I hope this show leaves you inspired to take care of yourself and know that it's important to put yourself first at times. Let's go to the show. Melanie, thank you for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me, Amber. I'm excited. So I like to start off every show with an icebreaker. I love to travel. So what is your favorite vacation spot that you have gone to and why? And this can be with or without kids. Um, I think it's not like a specific like city. So my husband and I, before we had kids, we... um, took like three weeks and traveled around the Pacific Northwest. Um, And so we really, really loved that. We went to Seattle and Vancouver and um, then we drove down to Northern California. Um, It's just so beautiful out there. And we really enjoyed just hiking and kind of exploring that whole West Coast area. And I actually kind of like the the rain and and big trees. And yeah, um, so it's just really beautiful. I grew up in Florida, so I think... Yeah. So I think the contrast is just something that we both really love. Um, We honestly even thought about moving out there at one point, um, but we had no real reason to do it. Yeah. (laughs) So we didn't, but it's it's really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Super expensive. Um, We just went last year for our 15th anniversary to um, Northern and Central California. So we Mm -hmm. did San Francisco going down to um, Carmel and Monterey and then Big Sur. And so, and we only went for a week. And I say only because, as you know, you said you took three weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, I mean, time just goes fast. I mean, and you can't get to all those places. And I just think, oh, I wish we had more time. And that's just that little part of California. And you're talking about going from California, Oregon, and then Washington and Vancouver. So, I mean, I can see Mm -hmm. why you would need three weeks. And I would love to take the girls when they're older. We went without the kids and I'm glad we did because it wouldn't have been as exciting for the kids. And yeah, um, but it was fun for us to just get away and just enjoy the coast. And so Mm -hmm. I definitely agree. Um, But out of those places that you went to, what would you say was your favorite out of those? Um, Gosh, Vancouver and Seattle are both awesome for different reasons. Um, I think we both really love Seattle Mm. the most. Yeah. So we just really love that city. Um, and just the people are so friendly and just the, the way you can explore on by foot and just see so much. Um, so I think we really enjoyed Seattle the most. That's awesome. We have family there. I haven't been there in a long time. And that is one of the places that I would like to go back with my kids and also check out Vancouver. So that's exciting that you really enjoyed your time there. Yeah, um, yeah, we had a good time. So we're going to jump into the interview. Um, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today? So I am a mom <laughs> and a wife. I have two kids. Uh, Camden is almost four and Margot is 17 months. Um, my husband Bradford and I have been married, gosh, it was 10 years now in May. So um, we've done a lot, I feel like in our, our life together and, um, built some businesses. And, uh, currently I'm doing beach body coaching and just loving it. And just felt like I've really been led to this direction of, um, sharing my journey and helping people find better health and, and joy and vitality just through caring for themselves better. So that's kind of where I'm at now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that leads me into the first question. So you and I have talked about this, so we'll just catch the listeners up. I know that you had yeah. thyroid issues and PCOS and yeah. you had mentioned that you'd healed them naturally. Would you like to expand on that? Yeah. So, um, I, in my twenties, somewhere around the time we got married, my, my health just kind of started declining. Um, and I was diagnosed with hypothyroid, um, just, you know, at that time, didn't really know what was causing it. Just 
you know, thought my body was kind of falling apart. Um, we started our photography business back then. And I think just long hours and stress and just working, 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 and just not taking care of myself that kind of led into developing polycystic ovarian syndrome and just continuously looking for solution with doctors and pills and diagnosis and, um, just never really finding any answers. Um, it's, it's kind of funny. We, I look at it now as a bit of a blessing. I was, um, this is before Obamacare, um, and everything, but, um, I was uninsurable. So we didn't have insurance as, um, we were self-employed and had to go out and seek it on our own. And so that kind of led into me finding natural solutions. And, you know, I just couldn't keep going to the doctor anymore and trying to figure it out. Um, so I found a really great, uh, functional practitioner, functional medicine practitioner that kind of helped me see some things, um, with my diet and my lifestyle. And that just kind of got that ball rolling of, um, being able to heal myself with food, um, and just my lifestyle and just kind of by eliminating some things and adding in some better things. Um, it really opened my eyes to what, what can be done, you know, by myself and not necessarily always looking for, um, a pill or, you know, a treatment necessarily. Not that there's anything wrong with that, sure. but, um, it, it, it was just a, a long journey. Um, yes. but yeah, uh, it's just amazing to look back now. I mean, I'm in my, gosh, it's going to my late thirties. My God, I'm going to be 37. Uh, <laughs> I still feel like I'm 21. Um, but, That's awesome. Uh, yeah. No. Um, I feel like mentally we don't age, right. You know, yeah. we're like, Oh, I'm just so young and youthful. And then our bodies tell us otherwise, but, um, yeah. I look back and I just wish that I maybe I'd found some of this stuff even sooner yeah. uh, than I did. But yeah, my thyroid, I just, I just felt like I was on a roller coaster of just trying different medications. I was on Synthroid and Armor Thyroid and Metformin and um, just different dosages and just, yeah, it was just kind of a roller coaster of medication that it never got better. And, you know, so did one, you, I'm sorry, did you, so did you feel, did you never feel better taking the medicine? Um, there were times when mm -hmm. I felt okay. Like there were times, so I, I had a lot of problems with my hair falling out, like oh, in huge chunks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it would definitely level, level out to some degree and like my hair would stop falling out. Um, but I can't ever say that like I felt good. Um, but I think at the same time when I was on that roller coaster of medicine, I was, um, still eating food that really, really disagreed with my body. So I was still chronically inflamed. Um, you know, so can eating, you, do you mind sharing? Yeah. What yeah. you found, uh, was really working against you. So for me, um, when I adopted more of a paleo lifestyle, uh, avoiding refined grains and gluten and dairy and refined sugar, um, that was a huge catalyst for me. Um, you know, most people with any autoimmune condition have, chronic inflammation. So in avoiding inflammatory foods is a huge factor, even if you're not necessarily, I'm going to say like, like allergic, like celiac, like you're not going to die, right, but it could right. just be causing that stress in your body. Well, it's like a low level infection or yeah. something, you know what I mean? Where you're kind of, you can survive and mm -hmm. you can actually go about your life, but you're not functioning at a hundred percent. And some people yes don't even realize that they're not functioning at a hundred percent. I think they just think this yeah. is how you should feel, especially the older you get. Mm -hmm. I think you just think, Oh, well, this is how you feel. And especially after having babies. And also mm -hmm. if you have young ones and you're not sleeping, it's really hard to figure out what is what out of the puzzle. Yes. Oh yeah, totally. And like, I'm such an ice cream addict. I would have told you, you know, all day long that like, I don't have a problem with dairy. Dairy's mm -hmm. like, cause I had friends who have like IBS and like really distinct right, they'd have problems gut with dairy. Issues. It, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I would say that I didn't have that. Well, then once I eliminated it, I was like, oh, this is what feeling good is. <laughs> That's like, so you know, for magical. you, what did you notice when you took away ice cream? Like what, what kind of feeling good did you feel? So for me, just, um, removing dairy and gluten, I, the brain fro fog, sorry, I can't even talk. Brain yeah. fog lifted, yeah, brain, fog. Um, yeah. brain frog, whatever. Um, <laughs> you have such a brain fog that you can't yeah, even this speak. Is, this is my, a great example, right? <laughs> um, no, but just brain fog. Yeah. Um, my energy was better. Um, 
it's funny because for the longest time and in like looking back after I kind of went through all this healing with food, um, I noticed it at a much younger age, like, like all the way to like third grade where I just kind of chronic, like tummy upset. And I'd tell my mom, I didn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just stuff that we just were like, well, you know, she's fine. You shrug off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but now looking back, I'm like, oh man, I've always kind of felt this way. Um, but you know, we'd go out to eat and I wouldn't feel terrible afterwards. (laughs) And we, we dealt with that so much, um, where I would go eat and I was just like, oh, I feel bad. I have headaches. And, um, you know, oh, just yeah. kind of feel miserable. So yep. a lot of that alleviated, and I won't say, you know, it's like a hundred percent perfect. And I'm sure. also, um, I'd say now I'm not like super rigorous the way I was when I was trying to get off all that medication and really, really clean everything up. But, um, you know, your body just can thrive better. You know, you're not yeah. bogging it down and, right. and clogging up the system. So, um, it was just really eye opening to me. And it's not that it's not a struggle because most of those foods are comfort foods and yes. things that, yeah. that I've used for years to, um, what do I say? like just self-medicate and oh, just, yeah. you know, a quick fix it brings you joy. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Uh huh. Um, well, and I wanted to ask you, so you were on the medicine and then mm-hmm. or your thyroid yep. and when were you able to come off the medicine? Like, how did you know, like, okay, the food is working. I'm going to try mm-hmm. to come off the medicine or is that, is that how, how you did it or did you do it differently? So I been so, so long since the medicine part with some of them, I knew that like the medications weren't working. So I, I like with metformin, I kind of got rid of that one, um, first cause it was, I wasn't on it as long. So I kind of, the medicines I was on, uh, try to like step them down if that makes sense. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I just started feeling better, I just removed them and I don't necessarily recommend this to other people because at the time I was not insured. So I kind of did some things on my own, just like, well, we'll see how this goes. Um, you know, again, it wasn't like some crucial, like heart medication or anything. So, um, I figured the worst thing that happens, I feel bad and I start taking the medicine again. But, um, so I just kind of stepped myself down and just kind of gauged on how I felt. And then, um, as I was feeling better, I went and got my thyroid levels and everything tested again and they were looking great. And, um, my doctor at the time just said, keep doing what I'm doing. Mm. Um, And then in that period of time, we actually moved from Florida up here to Tennessee. And so I just kind of continued on that path. And, um, my doctor up here, like I didn't, it's funny. I kind of was my own little test. Like I just wanted to go get everything checked out. And like, there were no indications of any hypothyroid, any PCOS, all my blood work looked great. And it just felt really cool to go to a new doctor and just have them test me from scratch with no preexisting knowledge. And they're like, all right, you're awesome. That's great. And now how did, did you know that you had PCOS because you took a blood test? Is that how you originally knew that? So, um, in the midst of the hypothyroid and everything, um, I just stopped ovulating. Things were just getting worse. That's Mm -hmm. kind of when my hair started falling out a lot. Like originally with the hypothyroid stuff, it didn't start as extreme. It was just more some exhaustion, unexplained weight gain. Um, and I actually developed a nodule on my thyroid, um, that it kind of felt like a light, uh, choking sensation. Whoa. So (laughs) yeah, those are, I was like, well, that's different. Um, (laughs) I should probably get that checked out. Um, yeah, thankfully it's now that's still there. Um, and I get it checked, um, usually like once a year. Um, and it hasn't changed size and it's benign. So we, I just kind of keep an eye on that and make sure, sure everything's yeah. cool. Um, but that's how that started with just the thyroid. And then it kind of led into all that stuff where, um, you know, I just stopped ovulating, you know, I was getting no periods. I was like, well, that's weird. Not good. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that can't be good. And yeah. then, you know, giant chunks of hair falling out of my head. Um, that's what really led to me finding, uh, the PCOS diagnosis. And, um, you know, my doctor at the time, explained how, you know, your thyroid really does control so many other parts of your endocrine system. And so it's kind of a domino effect and Mm -hmm. one thing goes down and and my adrenals were a big part of that too. I know we talked about, you know, adrenal stuff. Um, and so it's just one thing after another, uh, just starts to kind of break down the system. Wow. So did you have any issues getting pregnant or were you already like so far away from that point? We, we had, talked about having kids, but, uh, about the time when I wasn't having any periods. So, um, that was a big factor for us to get that fixed because we were ready to start a family and obviously couldn't, if I wasn't ovulating. Right. Um, so that was a huge factor. Um, just trying to get all that stuff fixed. Um, we weren't 
to say we weren't not trying. Right. But, um, yeah. But you weren't trying. <laughs> yeah. Trying, we weren't like, you know, yeah, we weren't There's like different levels of trying. We didn't have a schedule or anything, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I get that. Um, so then it, when you when you eventually did start to technically try, mm-hmm. you, did you not did you have any issues or was it easy to get pregnant? Honestly, because I had been doing all this stuff. Um, sure. I was on a really, really strict, like, um, no gluten, no dairy, mm, no yeah. sugar. I was yep. eating all organic. We'd actually gone through a lot to, um, eliminate a lot of, uh, personal care products that have oh, yeah. disruptors in them. Yep. So, mm-hmm. um, I think that period of time, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of cleaned up my system a lot, um, and so when we did go to get pregnant, you know, I, I knew I was having periods again and they were regular, um, to some degree. And we, I mean, we got pregnant within two months. So, oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I feel really fortunate yeah. um, in that. So you're the, we, um, I've heard other people talk about that, having to really mm-hmm. clean up their diet, um, and eliminating certain foods, the gluten, the dairy, mm-hmm. especially those, because I think they're inflammation causing and the sugar, obviously. Yeah. And, um, I'm not saying that everybody who does that will be able to get pregnant and Mm -mm. if they have PCOS, but it does seem like it really gives you a much better chance. And so, um, when, what would you say? Okay. So people are probably thinking, so you got rid of gluten, dairy and sugar and what Mm. in the world are you eating? Um, how (laughs) long did it take you, especially emotionally to accept that you weren't eating this type of food at that point? You know, when I dove in pretty like hard and heavy, which I know is not always easy for people. I've, I've worked with some other people helping them kind of ease into that lifestyle, which I think sometimes is better. But um, I kind of went cold turkey because things were just so bad sure. at that mm-hmm. period of my life. Yeah, that it, I get that. Yeah. Sometimes when you're at the bottom, you're like, whatever, I'll do it. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so it it was really hard because I just like cut it all. I mean, it's like if anybody dives into whole, whole 30, it's pretty extreme going Mm -hmm. from like pasta and sandwiches. Um, but you know, I, I, I think because I did it that way, I kind of bounced back and forth. Like the minute I kind of was like, honestly, the minute I got pregnant, I was like, cool, it's not as big a deal. I can eat this stuff again. (laughs) Um, so I kind of, messed the system up there and, um, (laughs) had to re restart. Sure. Um, you know, do you feel like though that, it was like a few months or do you feel yeah. like it was a few weeks? Oh, yeah. No, to it get took me to it. <laughs> like a solid, a solid three months. I okay. feel like to yeah. say like, this is what I'm doing. This, this is, is my your life. life now. Right. Mm-hmm. This isn't a diet. This isn't a quick fix. This is what I do. And honestly, it's once you feel that good, you know, you don't want to lose you it. Want, no. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'd say, you know, I've been doing it so long now. Um, and I definitely will enjoy like Thanksgiving just passed. So, sure. um, you know, I'll have like some stuffing and some things and I actually was, had a terrible headache, but you know, I, I made that choice going yeah. and knowing like I'm yeah. going to probably feel miserable, but sure. it's a, an emotional thing for, for stuff like that. I know um, it's hard to give that up. Yeah. So I give myself a buy every now and then for like holidays. And yeah, stuff, no, but, I um, like that. Well, that yeah. actually leads me into, cause you're talking about your pregnancy. You talked about how you kind of let up on the food. And so we're mm-hmm. going to skip past pregnancy a little bit and go yeah. to after having the baby. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that you dealt with postpartum depression and anxiety. So do you want to talk about yeah. that experience and what did you do to try to turn that around? Yeah. So um, I, with my daughter, I just had, uh, she's 17 months old now, so I guess I didn't just have her, but um, I experienced some pretty intense, uh, feelings of postpartum anxiety and depression that I didn't experience with my son, at least not to the level with her. Um, and I feel like in that sleepless kind of crazy newborn phase, I started doing things again, like, you know, um, drinking caffeine. Another thing I didn't touch on, like I did eliminate a lot of caffeine and uh, Mm -hmm. alcohol consumption, but, um, you know, we we rely on caffeine to get us through. And that's when I started um, drinking coffee as my first child, when I was laying my head on my kitchen Island going, I'm so tired. I never Mm -hmm. made coffee at home. Like I might've gotten a fun mocha type drink at Starbucks, but it wasn't until then that I started to learn how to use a coffee machine. (laughs) And and now it's been my advice ever since. And now I need to like come back off it for my adrenals. So I totally get what you're saying and and how it's easy to use sugar, caffeine and all that as a crutch when you're so exhausted. 
totally. Like you just, you know, all the knowledge in the world doesn't mean anything when you're just, you know, scraping by. You yes. Know, in survival oh, yeah. mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I fell kind of back into old habits. And then as those feelings of depression really set in, um, you know, it became comforting and numbing. And so it was just a really bad cycle of putting food in um, an already tax system that just can't handle it. You know, I was just, you know, I'd have a hard day with the kids and then I would eat sugar at night and then I'd start the day with caffeine. And so like, it just was ravaging my system again. Um, and so I was just in a spiral emotionally, you know, I just, my emotions were up and down and I was exhausted. Um, and then on top of that, what I found, so a lot of my, um, kind of healing was fitness too. That was a a huge therapy for me. And I used to do CrossFit quite a bit. Um, once I had my daughter, I couldn't get in there as much. And so I kind of lost that outlet, that therapy where I was, um, getting those natural endorphins and that rush that just kind of helps clear my mind. And, um, so it just was kind of a compound effect of putting junk food in, not sleeping, um, not working out as regularly as I used to, um, and just feeling really just frazzled just at the end of my rope. And, um, you know, I, I kept hoping I'd just snap out of it. And, and honestly, it took a long time to realize I was in it the way I was. I had to start doing some kind of bizarre behaviors to be like, well, this isn't me. <laughs> so yeah, cause, well, that's what I was going to, that's what I was going to ask you because um, when you're sleep deprived mm-hmm. and you're having to take care of an infant and then, and then if you have a toddler and other kids, it just kind of mm-hmm. compounds everything. But how, how did yeah. you recognize, um, like kind of like what you're saying, that weird behavior, how did you recognize, okay, this is probably not falling into this category of me being just super sleep deprived. Like what kind of, cause I'm yeah. thinking if listeners are sitting there and they're maybe in the same boat that you were in, um, Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to give them an idea so that maybe they can go, you know what, that's exactly how I'm feeling to kind of know and how to decipher, especially for the first time moms, because it's hard to yeah. know that difference. So if you mm-hmm. wouldn't mind sharing some of those things, I think that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was having just some racing thoughts that were really uncharacteristic of my personality. Um, I've never been um, a very paranoid person. Um, and I was starting to get paranoid, um, Mm. just beyond just feeling, you know, I, I feel like every mom's going to feel exhausted and short fused because that's how we all are at times. Um, but these things were kind of the, the big red flags for me. And then, um, you know, I, (laughs) it's funny, I would like set up booby traps around my house because I started thinking someone was going to break into my house. Like really weird. And I was like, yeah that was a big, big red flag. I was like, this isn't right. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) so, you know, just my mind got away from me and, um, you know, I, I was really afraid to share that with anybody too, because you don't want to be judged. And for people to think that that is who you are. Um, I I struggled to tell my husband that Mm -hmm. I was having some pretty dark thoughts. Like, you know, I got to the point where I felt my mothering wasn't what I wanted it to be. You know, we all have a vision for what, you know, our life is supposed to look like. And then it turns into just survival. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's hard to do everything that you were dreaming of when you're barely making (laughs) it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You're just like, you haven't showered in three days. You're throwing McDonald's in front of your kids and you're just like (laughs) sitting on the floor hoping for the best. Um, Yes. You know, it's, it's hard not to beat yourself up a little bit, but it, it just got to the point where, um, I, I knew it was, it was above and beyond being exhausted. And, um, my mind was kind of unrecognizable at times and, um, you know, just feeling like throwing in the towel because the little, little things didn't go right. Um, that was really rough. Um, and then I had to stop and recognize that I wasn't taking care of myself at all. Yeah. Um, things that I'd been working so hard over the last several years, you know, to get pregnant, to have this family, to, to be the mother that I wanted to be, I, I let all that go, um, just because I was exhausted and, um, I had to kind of, I think as women, we, we struggle to ask for help, even though people say that it's there for us. Um, and as I, I, a woman who's built a business and like, I've always felt like a really, really strong woman, um, wanting to kind of do everything on my own. And, uh, it got really, really hard to just say, you know, I need some things for me. I need, someone to watch the kids while I take care of myself sometimes. Um, 
So being able to do that with my husband and, and ask him to take away from his day so that I could have a little bit of sanity. Sure. Um, yeah. And that makes sense. Easy. So yeah. And even, even things yeah. like cleaning, like ha- if you can afford a housekeeper or changing your budget mm-hmm. around, if you're, if you're on a, um, a budget <clears throat> to, um, have uh, like people come in every other week or once a month, just mm-hmm. so that it takes some pressure off of you to feel like, Oh my gosh, I'm drowning. I can't get to all the yeah. things. And yep. so that it frees you up to go do something that you'll really enjoy. And, yeah. um, I was going to ask you, so did you, how did you decide to not go on medicine? Like what, what, what was it that you're, you're, you finally said, I'm going to start using exercise and food versus, Hey, I really need to go talk to a doctor. Yeah. So, um, I feel like my backstory is really, really muddy. And so, um, I, I have friends that went and spoke to a doctor and have been on, you know, medication for the same things I was dealing with. But in my twenties and my late teenage years, I was on a lot of antidepressants. Um, and so I'd never really liked the way that they, that I felt on them. I've been on Paxil and Zoloft and Wellbutrin and uh, Lexapro. Like, I mean, it's just, there's been a lot. And, um, I think every time I've been on them, there's just been things that just were really ugly about myself. I feel like more than they make me happy, they make me feel less inhibited. And some of the more outspoken, um, unattached parts of me come out and I just feel like I'm a little, I just don't like who I am when I want to, I guess. (laughs) So, um, I, and I've worked so hard, so hard to get off medication. I just feel like my whole life, uh, I was dependent on some sort of pill to get me through, you know, I had to take every day and I just really didn't want to revisit that. And, um, since I'd experienced so much healing through diet and exercise in the past, I knew that I could most likely get a handle of it, um, that way, if I just focused and just made it happen. Um, and so, you know, I just tried to make it a priority again to, um, eat right, to, uh, make sure that I was working out to, you know, even if it's just 15 minutes a day, just to do it for myself. Cause then I would yeah. know that I'm taking care of myself and that, um, yeah, I just really struggled to want to go back to being dependent on a pill. Yeah, um, no, and I totally get that. And you're not the only person that has said that has been on medication that they kind of just feel numb and, you know, just not themselves. And so, you know, you don't want to feel yeah. that way, but um, some people definitely need it. And um, so yeah. I don't want to say that, that oh, you know, um, people shouldn't be on it, but I just wanted, no. I wanted to see how you made that decision. And that makes sense mm-hmm. that you've been on it before and you're kind of like, you know yeah. what, I, I, I prefer not to go that route. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, so at what point, how old was your baby when you decided, okay, I'm going to start doing that 15 minutes. I'm going to start trying to eat better. Like how old yeah. was she? So it was after her first birthday. Um, it, I just kept thinking things would get better. So, um, it was right around, so this summer around June, um, is when it, yeah, I was just like, this isn't getting better. You know, this isn't just me being tired and sleepless and like, I need to really hammer down on, you know, my life and taking care of me. Um, and I mean, it, it started to bleed over, you know, obviously into my relationships with my family and my friends. And, um, so just trying to focus back in so that I could, you know, be a better person to all these people that I love was really, um, important. Uh, and honestly, like within a month of just eating right again and taking care of myself, like my mind just, I mean, it's just, I, I don't want to call it like a miracle, but yeah, no, <laughs> so, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt joyful again. I yeah. felt like hopeful again. Sure. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where you get those chemicals balanced back out inside. And I think sugar for me, sugar is such, um, uh, what am I saying? Like I just, a. it fires me up. It gives me a short fuse. It makes me yeah. angry, mm-hmm. you know, but it, I mean, when I'm eating it, when I'm oh, using yeah. it as a numbing device, yes. it's amazing. Like mm-hmm. I just, it's a crutch, yeah. um, but man, I am not nice when I have a lot of sugar in my system. So, so is that um, one of the things that you realized you had to cut out mm-hmm. when you were eating? So how about you kind of just give us an idea of when, so, cause I'm just thinking there's going to be moms there mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, yeah. so my baby is around one. I want to, want to turn this around. And obviously this can apply to people that don't um, have young children. And I'm going to jump into that. 
um, Mm -hmm. and in a few minutes, but people who were in that boat and they only have 15 minutes to give, what would you recommend? Or you can just share what you did. And so, Mm -hmm. um, you're talking about the sugar and stuff like that. So did you just start removing certain things that you knew or, or did it look different? Yeah, I just got rid of the junk. I mean, I just stopped eating like processed food and getting rid of the sugar. Um, I, I, I just, this, a switch flipped in my head and I just had to let go of some of those things that I was using and just be real with myself that I was, you know, no different than someone who uses alcohol or, um, drugs to self-medicate. I was just self-medicating with food. And, um, so yeah, I just, I think you asked about like, if I just had 15 minutes to spare, like I actually, um, find a lot of relief and healing through being physically active. And, um, so I started doing home workouts, um, with beach body programs, actually, just because I couldn't get to the gym. I couldn't always, you know, find a babysitter and go and spend right. over an hour at yeah. the gym. So right. having something I could do at home and just say, okay, well, I've got, you know, this short amount of time, I'm just going to go do this. And even if it doesn't feel like much, it's go, I knew it's doing something for me internally. So, sure. um, that, that was huge for me. Um, you know, and it's, I think sometimes we, we want something to be so much bigger than it needs to be. Like, uh, you know, it's the idea of like, Oh, I want to lose 30 pounds in a month or I want this, 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 and this. And it's just like, sometimes if, if we can just give a little, that's all we need to give, you know? Um, and that in time, that little bit adds up Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's the fuel that gets us to that bigger goal. And, um, so I just had to let go of any, any old ideas of kind of who I used to be, which, you know, I actually, I did CrossFit right up until I had my daughter. And so I just had this idea of what a workout had to look like. Sure. And it had yeah. to be so intense. intense. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And if I wasn't doing that, then I was you don't count it as a workout. Yeah. Yeah. No. And yep. so I really struggled with like home workouts before that. But the reality was, is it was either I did something at home or I wasn't doing anything and yeah. I was miserable not doing anything. Right. Um, so and I was actually surprised at how good I felt doing these home workouts. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really, you know, we do what we can with what the time we have and the resources we have. And sometimes you have to change up your, you know, your old preconceived ideas of what it all looks like and, and, and do something new. And, um, that's what I did. So, uh, yeah, letting go of the, the food is always big. Like, you know, throwing in 15 minutes of working out a day is easy. less of a challenge. It's the, it's the easy part yes, of this it's equation. Totally the <laughs> it's the, it's the nighttime after my oh kids my are goodness. like, yes. gosh, mm-hmm. going through the crazies. Yeah. And I'm like, dear mm-hmm. God, give me a milkshake. Yeah. Um, yes. So, okay. So when you were, when you were starting to eat good and you're, you're you said, mm-hmm. I'm going to get rid of the processed junk and all that. Um, yeah. how did that look then? Especially because you were tired and dealing with the depression. Like, yeah. so you're taking away the mm-hmm. drug of choice that you've been using so how, mm-hmm. how, how were you coping with that withdrawal and then yeah. dealing? Cause I'll tell you, it's hard enough. Even if you're not dealing with depression, you're yeah. going to almost feel depressed, not eating that food because mm-hmm. your body is so used to it and your brain and the dopamine and totally. all that stuff. So yeah. how did you kind of get over that hump to say, this actually sucks worse than what I was feeling <laughs> and, and to have faith yeah. that it's going to get better, you know? Yeah. It's. Oh man, it's hard. It's, um, I think because I've done it before, but when I wasn't depressed, like right. if that makes any yep. sense. Yeah. And I knew what sugar withdrawal was like, and I knew what caffeine withdrawal was like. I just kind of knew it would suck. Like, I, I don't, it's maybe it's like childbirth where you just go like, this isn't going to be fun, but yeah, we're going to get through it. through it. Going to get through it. Um, you know, people have done this before. It can totally happen. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I have an amazing supportive husband that, um, I think if, if he wasn't supportive, then I'm not sure what I would do. Like, I don't know what women do when they have to battle their husband who like, I, and yeah. I've heard it. I have plenty of people I've talked sure. to that like sit there eating McDonald's in front of them oh, while they're yeah. trying to eat that a salad. That would be so hard. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like yeah. we would not be married. So yeah. <laughs> just be like, you gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, he, uh, he's so supportive. And then, um, you know, when I started, uh, all this, when I, when I, committed to this, I committed to doing a beach body program and, um, it comes with, um, Shakeology, which, uh, is just really, really 
tasty and handy. And so uh, that kind of helped curve that sugar craving for me. Sure. Um, it's just sweetened with stevia. So, right. um, mm-hmm. and then we also had these chocolate bars, uh, from Publix They're What are they? Lily bars that are also sweetened with stevia. So I had some things that Wait, like, okay, so let's go back to the, so they're Luna bars, Lily bars, a Lily bars. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's so where do you find bar. them in Publix? Like with the they're bars? In the candy aisle. Mm-hmm, oh, the, the candy. candy. Yeah. So they're definitely <laughs> chocolate. They're definitely candy, but they're sweetened with stevia. Okay. So, and they're called lily bars. Lily bars. Yeah. Lily bars. There's so everybody a, go run and go get some lily bars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you, you use that, I'm um, sure, sparingly. Like as like yeah. if you're really craving something, mm-hmm. this is what you chose versus eating the stuff with um, straight up sugar. Yes, okay. absolutely. So yeah. it wasn't just like I'm sitting there and eating like the eating broccoli. And, yeah. Yeah. We're like just like staring at ice cream and like being angry. Um, yeah. So there's that. And then uh, what else? Just trying to use, I kind of stepped it down. Like, um, Lara bars are really good. Yep. If you're just having a I terrible like sweet craving. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. they're, there's actually, I can't buy some of them because I basically eat them like candy. So oh, that's I have funny. to buy the ones I don't like as much. If that makes that's hilarious. Sense. Yes. Yeah, I like the um, cookie dough one. Oh yeah. And then yeah. there's the peanut butter chocolate chip. That's the one I can't buy. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, I love it. Uh, cause it's just like, Oh, where did those five go? I don't know. So yeah, just having some other like, let like more, um, insulin friendly, uh, sure. sweets yeah. for me, yeah. um, was good. And then I also made sure I ate plenty of protein and fat in my diet. So it just kind of gave me a better sense of like, uh, feeling full, um, as opposed to having a lot of carbohydrate, which kind of makes you just want to eat more, um, in general, at least me. So, yeah, well, I wanted, I wanted to ask you, so skipping along and just Mm -hmm. having, um, you've lost weight and do you want to give, um, the listeners an idea of how much you've lost in the time frame that you lost? Like not, it doesn't have to be like you lost it all in this time frame, but from Mm -hmm. you started to the, to today, how much have you lost? So I've currently lost, um, as of today, like 75 pounds. Yeah. That is awesome. Uh, Um, thanks. Yeah. Um, and I lost uh, that. So between my son and my daughter, um, lost that actually I lost 80 pounds then. And then when I got pregnant, you gain weight. Um, and then when I had my daughter, I, uh, just totally stalled out. I, for a whole year weighed exactly what I weighed as as I Mm -hmm. walked out of the hospital. So, yeah. Um, just couldn't gain any traction. And so I'm finally back down. Um, some of my pre pre-pregnancy pants oh, are loose great. on me, which is awesome. Feels really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, how, so would you say that was a year or no, mm-hmm. she's 18 months. Well, eight months. So she's 18 months. So maybe, months, so, so maybe eight months you've lost 70 pounds, 70 yeah. pounds. That's awesome. Well, so that would have been, um, it, actually this year I've just lost, um, like 25 pounds. Um, okay. Gotcha. Does that make sense? So I lost like the big chunk of weight between my son and my daughter. And oh, between just, your son and your daughter? I actually oh, gotcha. had a really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had a great pregnancy, didn't gain too much weight, but just couldn't get rid of it. Yeah. After my it's sometimes just, that stubborn yeah. weight is almost more mentally challenging. Than, yeah. Well, and then I was, I was like trapped thinking I was going to go back to that person. I oh, was yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, which all contributed to the depression and stuff. So. Yeah. Well, I was going to um, ask you, can you give us an idea of what a day looks like for you. So if so, um, people could be listening and thinking, okay, I'm trying to cut out gluten and sugar and dairy. Um, mm-hmm. I would love for you to say, okay, what do you do for your workout? And it can be the beach body mm-hmm. workout. Um, yeah. And before it would have been a CrossFit, uh, workout, correct. Yes. Okay. So, totally. um, so you do, okay. So which, uh, beach body workout are you doing right now? So right now I'm actually, I just actually started, um, their new program called Core to Force, which is kind of an MMA kickboxing oh, style workout. Oh, I love kickboxing. Yeah. So it's fun. Fun. it kind of reminds me of like new Tybo, if that makes sense oh, for yeah. anybody that's old enough to remember Yes, I love, I love Tybo. Yeah. That just took um, me back to 1998 or something, I think. I, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're dating ourselves, but it's fine. I it's did that fine. when I was in elementary school. What are you talking about? It, just yeah, I know. I was so young. I started and so, so young and working out. <laughs> Um, okay. So you do, you do something like that. That sounds pretty awesome. And then, um, and then give us an idea if you can give us your breakfast, whatever snacks you have, lunch and dinner. So I generally start my day with a protein smoothie, which I've always kind of done because they're fast and easy and I can, um, hide a lot of spinach in them, (laughs) which I feed to my kids too. Um, and they're just simple. Uh, I use Shakeology now because it's, 
delicious. And, um, so I either do that. And then I also, if I just want something different, I usually will make these little egg cups, kind of like a little veggie egg scramble thing that you put in a muffin cup. So they're just fast and easy. I'll make them in bulk and have them. Um, and then snacks, I will usually have, uh, like some nuts or a Lara bar. (laughs) Um, RX bars are another favorite cause they're higher in protein and lower in sugar than Lara bars. Okay, cool. Um, they're a little pricier though. Are they called but, RX? R, like yeah. RX. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. RX bars. Publix just started carrying them here. Okay, um, cool. I used to order them on Amazon. Um, well, that's good to know in case people don't have Publix. So yeah. Amazon. Yeah. So Amazon. Um, they're really tasty. Uh, I don't, let's see. Don't eat a lot of snacks, honestly, anymore. My meals tend to be pretty heavy. Uh, like protein wise. Um, yeah. So give me an idea because that's where I really struggle getting down the protein. Yeah. So I'd love to hear this. So I, uh, I eat usually, I eat a lot of salads. So, um, I'm actually, when I went gluten-free dairy free, I don't really do a lot of replacements. Like I've had a lot of people ask like what gluten-free bread or, Mm -hmm. and I'm, and it literally comes down to, I'm just too lazy to do that. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just focus on, so my meals are generally a protein source of meat um, and vegetables. That's yeah. And fat? Literally are you doing so, fat? And fat, yeah. yes. So okay. mm-hmm. um, I will uh, eat a lot of avocado. Um, you know, I don't like really skimp. I make my own salad dressing usually, which is just olive oil. Um, yeah. just cause I don't like the taste of a lot of store-bought yeah, ones. I sure. have a really easy recipe I make and it's so so good. Um, so I'll have a big salad with a bunch of like chicken on it for lunch. Um, or we actually, um, so here in town, Martin's barbecue, mm-hmm. we'll buy like a ton of their brisket and I'll oh. eat that with a bunch of broccoli. Interesting. So I okay. just don't put any like sauce on it. They have a dry rub you can put on it. Um, so how do you order that? We just order like a pound and a half. And so you go, I want a no pound sauce. and a half of brisket, no brisket. sauce. Yeah, yep. brisket, no sauce, and then you eat mm-hmm. it with broccoli. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not fancy, but it's good. No, but it seems like a splurge <laughs> somehow in my head because, I don't know, maybe because it's brisket. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, so. it, brisket's pretty fatty, but um, like I, I really don't pay a lot of attention right. to the fat. low fat. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, that's usually that's, it for lunch. Okay. And then um, dinner... Kind of the same thing, just a big old some sort of meat. Um, there's tons of paleo recipes that are so easy. Like we make a lot of like mustard glazed chicken. Um, we use a lot of grass fed butter, um, just different veggies, uh, sweet potatoes. Uh, I've gotten to where, um, you know, in the beginning I was eating like one big old sweet potato with my meal, which was actually <laughs> way too much. It's a lot of carbs. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But at the beginning, like when I weeded out pasta, it was like, this is fine. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, I've gotten to where I actually will slice the sweet potato into like medallions and, um, oh, yeah, that's roast them. Yeah. So, yeah. Then it, sure. I'm not eating quite as yeah. much. And they um, I was going to ask you what, so, it, oh, sorry, go ahead. They're pretty good. Yeah, and go then ahead. no, I was gonna say that's just something the kids will eat. So it's great. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It's easy and they like it. So what mm-hmm. is the quick salad dressing recipe that you like to use with olive oil? Yeah. So, um, just a tablespoon or two, depending on how big your salad is sure. of olive oil. Um, a splash of balsamic vinegar, mm. salt and pepper, and then a little dollop of mustard. And oh, nice! Just mix it together. I like it. And that it, sounds delicious. Yeah, yeah, you really can't screw it up. Yeah, <laughs> it's really I, good. Yeah, I like that. And then most restaurants, you can like make that happen too. So, oh, sorry, so ahead. you just ask them to to kind of prepare a dressing like that or something. Oh, well, like I will just ask them for uh, oil and vinegar and then salt and peppers usually on the table. And oh, I and then the mustard. mustard. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. So that's a good idea. That's a good little tip. Um, So we're almost at the end, but I wanted to Mm -hmm. ask you um, if women are listening right now and um, they're just having a hard time getting motivated and jumping on the bandwagon. um, Mm -hmm. I know that sometimes it's almost worse when you know your potential and then for some reason you cannot get on the wagon. It's like there Mm -hmm. goes the wagon and you and you know that you feel good um, eating better and working out. But there's just I don't know. There's just some seasons of life that it's just. It's so it's hard. hard, even though mentally yeah. you want to get on and, you know, start um, doing all those things. Um, do mm-hmm. you have any recommendations um, to just starting small? Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, I think letting go of those ideas that 
most women have of like, okay, I'm going to do everything like, like so perfect, this, 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 and this. And by the end of this month, I'm going to have lost like 15 pounds or whatever it may be. I feel like we get trapped by those parameters in our head. And more than anything, if we can just ask ourselves to do, to do a little better every day before we know it, like we're going to be in that, that ball and that that's in motion and just kind of all of a sudden we're going to be wanting to work out again. Um, so I just, I actually started, um, when I first got, you know, made a commitment, uh, beach body program that was only 22 minutes long. I was like, I can do 22 minutes. Was that like, 21? I mean, was that, um, it I'm 22 minute that. hardcore is what oh, it's called. I don't even know that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know the one with autumn, uh, autumn, what what is that called? 21, 21 day fix. Yeah. 21 day fix. Yeah. So it's not 21 minutes. It's 21 days. Yeah. But those are short workouts. Yeah. I like that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just, um, I think this, the 22 minute hardcore attracted me just because, you know, I had to let go of my CrossFit love and like that I I couldn't get my butt into the CrossFit gym anymore. Yeah. Um, cause I was was literally like, yeah, it was totally good. And I was so CrossFit or die. Like if I do anything but CrossFit, I'm a failure. So that was me letting go of my yeah, crazy. Yeah. So, no, I love that. Um, yeah. I just had to say, you know, if I can just do these 22 minutes a day, then that's fine. If that's all I do and I go and eat McDonald's, at least it's better than yesterday where I did nothing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just trying to do a little bit better every day. And, um, you know, for me, I actually started every day with like 10 minutes of just gratitude and trying to get my mind right. Um, and asking my husband for that in the morning, just you know, if the kids happen to get up, like I, I made myself wake up early and, and do that for myself. And, um, if, you know, the kids happen to get up, if he could manage them. Um, but that helped a lot, helped me get my mind right and just focus on positive things instead of like where I was going wrong. And I think sometimes we get stuck in that trap and, um, and can't get out, yeah. you know, just like, Oh, I'm screwing up. I'm failing. I'm failing. I'm failing. Right. Um, but just, you know, every day, just trying to even like do one thing different, whether it's, you know, cut out, you know, a dessert at night that you used to eat all the time or, you know, just work out a little bit more, you know, just adding good into your life and not necessarily think about it as subtracting fun things right. like, yeah. like food. Yeah. Well, and let me ask you this quick question because people might be wondering mm-hmm. this say it's your birthday or even your kids or your mm-hmm. husband. So are you yeah. not eating cake or are you oh, allowing I yourself totally to eat do cake? It? So you I do. Totally okay. So, yeah. um, like out of a week, how many times are you letting yourself eat those foods that you try not to eat on a normal basis? Would you say? Um, on a normal week, I generally just try not to at all at all. Um, okay. yeah. On a normal week, if there's like, um, if we have a date night, which I mean, we have small children, that's not that often. So, yeah. <laughs> um, if we have a date night, I will not put any crazy parameters on myself. Uh, if there's a birthday or something, I won't, um, you know, but it, it, I keep it within the confines of like that birthday or like Thanksgiving, you know, I, I that went and I enjoyed, meal. but I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, Thanksgiving wasn't four days long. And I think sure. that's the difference yeah. um, is not just continuing just because I had one bad day or oh, I don't mm-hmm. want to call it a bad day, but like a splurge day. Right. Um, that, that doesn't mean that's my new pattern of behavior. Uh, I think, you know, it's what we do day in and day out that matters most. And those little moments here and there aren't as big of a deal. Um, you know, even if it was just once a week, like say you guys had a standing date night every Saturday night or something, right. you know, what would you do then? Then, you know, I would try to make, for me personally, I would probably eat like a salad and then eat a dessert. <laughs> so, okay. So because, now would you get, see, I'm not, a, I'm not a, a drinker really, but, um, and so mm-hmm. I know a lot of people would like to splurge and get wine or something. Yeah. I may want to get a Coke. So that's kind of my thing. But if, uh-huh. if you were to choose alcohol or, uh, you know, whatever, another type of beverage, would you pick that and dessert or would you say, no, don't even get the beverage? Like what, what, what would that look like for you? For me, I would just try to limit it to what I want the most. Um, I see. Yeah. So if so, that's yeah, the dessert, like, don't get the beverage. Yeah. 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 Okay. And that's just me. Like, because I have friends who would rather have the beverage. Yes. You know, that that yep. brings them yeah. more joy. Than and then my or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then my husband is totally that guy that would like get like a triple Baconator, Wendy's, whatever, you know, <laughs> over ice cream. And I'm like sure. eating a salad so I can eat cheese. The ice cream. You know, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> or the ice, you know. No, I agree. Um, you know, it's just find what brings you the most joy, you know, as opposed to the whole entire thing being just a total yeah. splurge. Sure. Um, you know, it's, 
you just want to keep it all in moderation and you don't want it to be so bad that at the end you're, you're beating yourself up about it. Yeah. Or you feel sick. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, (laughs) well, I wanted to end on this. Um, I love Mm -hmm. to ask this question because women, especially moms do not like to come off that they're better than others. Um, Mm -hmm. but this is the mom inspired show. So we are here to uplift one another. So my question is, what would you say is one of your strengths or something that you're really proud of? Oh gosh. Um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of this past year, how I've been able to, what am I trying to say? Like self-reflect mm-hmm. and just be, get really honest with myself. Cause I think that's something, um, that maybe we're not always, we, we don't want to be perceived as being less than perfect. Yeah. Um, and so, especially as, as I was building my photography business, it was this world of, you know, you know, pretend you're the best. So everybody thinks you're the best and and it works. I mean, nobody wants to hire somebody that's, um, incompetent. Right. (laughs) And so I was always so terrified of sharing my flaws. Mm. And I think in, in doing that recently and just being on and just being real with myself that yes, I, I do use food to numb my feelings and yes, I've had a hard year. I'm still really strong. I'm still, a totally driven entrepreneur type, um, that doesn't take away from who I am, but, um, that's a very real part of me. And I, and I'm proud of that. I'm proud of, um, just being able to get in touch with myself because I feel like growth and healing comes from that. Like yeah. we, we can't move forward if we don't even know where we're at. Oh, so. exactly. I, I love that. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks so. for sharing that. And I wanted to ask you, where can people find you either on social media or a website? Yeah. So I, um, try to share a lot about my, uh, personal journey on my blog. Uh, it's watsonlife.com. Um, I share a lot of just, uh, health and fitness tips and then just a little bit about family life as well. Um, and then I'm also on Instagram and it's just Melanie Watson altogether. Um, and then Facebook is Melanie.Watson. So you can find me any of those places. Great. Well, Melanie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I hope that we can really encourage women that are struggling with what we talked about and just letting them know that they're not alone. Oh, absolutely. It's my pleasure. And thank you so much for having me, Amber. Hey, you guys, with Christmas just passing, I bet you're thinking about getting away on a warm vacation since we are now in the winter and it's dreary and it's gray unless you live in San Diego or Australia. Um, But I just wanted to say that we created this amazing vacation planning tool. And so what it does, it really helps you to budget the vacations that you want to go on. It can be epic vacations or it can be long weekends. So if you're interested, go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash vacationplanningtool.com or you can go to mominspiredshow.com And you can click the link where it says vacation planning tool and you will see my face and you can press play and I will share all the details about what this tool is and why you need it in your life. I hope you guys enjoyed this show and I'll see you in the new year. 